You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can subscribe to Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and online at fanstreamsports.com. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Rays. Follow us on Twitter, on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. And check out our brand new Patreon page, patreon.com slash Rays Unfiltered for a lot of additional content, podcasts, blog posts, all sorts of good stuff on there. Okay, Ulysses. Um, you know, recently with no Rays games and not a lot of uh, live baseball action, no live baseball action, we haven't been quite as active on Twitter uh, as we were during the regular season and postseason, which is totally understandable because I think everybody needs a little bit of a baseball breather here after, uh, especially that game six, the Blake Snell decision and all, right? You know, uh, you're right. We, I, I actually haven't been on Twitter as much uh, as I had been the last, what, three months? And it was go, go, go every day, tweeting uh, life, tweeting the games and all that. But, uh, you know, I, maybe some sanity is returning uh, to, to myself because of, uh, the lack of, uh, Twitterverse on, on my face. Do you, uh, feel like you've gotten your mental health break, feel better than constantly going on Twitter and having yeah, to yeah. read negativity and all that sort of stuff? Yeah. Oh yeah. And also because sometimes when you get on Twitter, then you get into a, a hole that you didn't intend to go into. Right. And so then that's, that's an issue too. You were like, Oh, let me just watch this highlight. And then it was like, Oh, what's happening over there in this country. So uh, yeah, it's, it's nice not to have that. It's nice. I appreciate it. A hundred percent, but we will go into a little bit of a Twitter hole on today's show because uh, it was really interesting. Baseball America, uh, they're, they're fiending for content and trying to put things out there on their uh, paywall site and such. But on Twitter, they released their projected Tampa Bay Rays lineup for not 2021, not 2022, not 2023, but 2024. <laughs> I feel like they're LeBron James. Not one, not two, not three. 2024. <laughs> But, and the way they run through this, so they run through all the, uh, the positions and then starters one through five and select the closer. They have, they, they fill in the blanks, so to speak on who they think will be at each position. And this right. generated a lot of conversation and a lot of, uh, intrigue from our followers and listeners on Twitter. So we figured, Hey, it's the off season. This was, uh, this was a pretty hefty topic and talking point here. Let's dive into it. Let's have some fun with it, right? It's, you know, sure. Let's have some fun with it, but I just want to give everybody a, a clear warning. This is, this is just for, for fun. Number one, number two, it's, it's clickbait. It's clickbait. And we all were baited. We all clicked on the damn tweet 
Okay. Yeah. It's it's not it's nothing with substance at all. But we're gonna have fun with it because that's what we try to do on this show, right, Kevin? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. This is impossible to predict. Very impossible to predict. Uh and yeah, baseball America's selections here. There's definitely some head scratchers, so we're going to uh, go through them and, and give our thoughts on these. Um, let's start with the, the position players. And I'm going to run through these, and then we'll kind of give our, our views on how we think this will shake out. What we think. It, it's funny right. because we did a Patreon episode where we got a question from a listener where uh, it, Daniel Foley asked, what will the lineup be? What will the rotation be in 2022? Not 2021, but 2022. Yeah. I was not expecting that we'd have to go all the way to 2024, that we'd have to fast forward four years in the future, but here we are, right? That's right. Yeah, you know, maybe that was our little warm up. Well, what's it going to be in 2022? So yeah. we took a couple hacks. Now, Baseball America comes out with a 2024. So let's run through them. Sounds good. Okay. So at catcher, they have Ronaldo Hernandez, first base, Yandy Diaz, second base, Vidal Brujan, third base, the great one, Wander Franco, shortstop, Willie Adamas, left field, Randy Arasarena, center field, Manny Margot, right field, Austin Meadows, and designated hitter, Brandon Lau. Uh, Ulysses, what is your perspective on this? How do you see the 2024 position player lineup shaking out? I'll see myself as a mid 30 year old. So that's kind of scary. Uh, but besides that, uh, <laughs> that's crazy. Someone, yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, so someone sticks out there, dude, on, on that lineup, like a sore bicep and that's Yandy Diaz. Uh-huh. Okay. It, it's very blatant. And there, there's just no way <laughs> that the race keep him for that long. I mean, not only is he most definitely older than the guys surrounding him. I mean, he, he would be 32. The, the next closest guy would be 29 in Austin Meadows. I just don't think that, that, I mean, that's an odd choice. If anything, also, I believe that they got the positioning wrong too. Brandon Lau at DH doesn't really vibe with me. I, I, I would think you would put Brandon Lau in a corner spot and Austin Meadows would be the guy that would be relegated to either first base to replace Yandi there or become a designated hitter. I mean, if, with the Yandi thing, I think it would have been more believable from Baseball America if they put a guy like Mike Brasso and, and right. stick him at first base rather than having Yandy. So is that your only big qualm, is that you would just shift Austin Meadows to DH or first base and just completely take Yandy Diaz off, off the list here? That's right. Yeah, I think and Yandy, everything else is good. So you, would I, have, you've, you've still got Willie Adamas in the lineup come 2024. I think that's more believable to, to, okay. to retaining Willie Adamas. Cause if, if Willie, we always talk about his high ceiling, right? right. Um, but if that ceiling never actually becomes a reality, then Willie Adamas is a nice two war player, two to three war player that can become not cheap, but affordable for even the race to, to keep for the duration of six years. And that's more believable to me keeping Yandi at 32 years old. Right. I agree with you there. What's funny is that, yeah, my list, my lineup here looks almost completely different than what baseball America has here. I'm slashing payroll. I'm calling up young prospects. I'm making a lot of moves and maneuvers and just taking 
again, I, I don't know if, and we'll get to the starters later on. I don't think baseball America necessarily took contracts and payrolls because if they had done yeah. a little bit of their homework, they would realize that some of these guys should not and will not be on a raised roster come 2024. But um, especially with the, the starters that they have outlined here, but uh, position players. So uh, the changes I have, uh, I put Austin Meadows at first base. I think oh, okay. that the Rays maybe work out some kind of long-term deal. I don't know if he'd be a free agent by then or year three of real close uh, <laughs> of arbitration, but I think that's more believable than Yandy right. Diaz at 32 at first base. Uh, this is again, the middle infield is where I've, I've got some maneuvering here and I keep in mind all the middle infield toolsy prospects that the Rays have on the come up that Ooh. people are talking about in 2021, 2022, let alone four years from now when these guys are, are ripe and, and ready to be pulled. Right. What are you doing? Why are, are you going to put a slap blank prospect up in this uh, lineup? You would be correct. Blake Snell's <laughs> favorite prospect, Xavier Edwards. Uh, uh-huh. So this is how I have it. I've, I, I've got, I've got Vidal at second base. I've got okay. Wander at shortstop and I have Xavier right. Edwards at third base. Um, Interesting. Ed- Edwards has been described as a Chone Figgins type that can kind of play anywhere. He might even be an outfield guy for all we know. Um, but I kept Wander at short and Vidal at second base because I feel like uh, Edwards is going to be a little bit more, I guess, behind them. Uh, he, he won't be called up probably until after those guys. So it would just be a, all right, we're going to move or keep Wander at short, keep Vidal where they're comfortable right. at. And, and, Third base always seems to be, you know, outside of Evan Longoria, that it's sort of, you know, we're going to plug a lot of different guys in there uh, from yeah. a race standpoint. Musical chairs. Yes, yeah. and he's a switch hitter too, so maybe he he keeps that spot full time. Uh, outfield too. Look, I've, I'm going. I, I'm keeping the the raise mindset in mind, payroll in mind, all that good stuff. Uh, I've got Josh Lowe in left field. Randy okay. Arasarena in center field and in right field, I have Brandon Lau. And yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. That makes more sense to have Brandon Lau as a, as a corner outfielder. I, I don't know why they went uh, lazy there. I, uh, look, I'll get into why they, they were so lazy when we get to the starters, but this is just lazy. I think yeah. Josh Lowe, for example, he's on the come up. He, he might be the center fielder by the end of September next year. Um, that could be I'm very sorry. true. Yeah. I'm I'm sorry, KK lovers, but he, he might be the, the center fielder in September. And if he's not, if KK is giving one more shot uh, with, for a whole season with the Rays, then 2022, you have to think, okay, well, Josh Lowe is definitely going to make yeah. his debut, uh, if not take the starting role. So yeah, that's, that's a head scratcher there. Yeah. And at DH, um, again, I, I'm just going to stick Nate Lowe there for now and and go with that um and that way we've got the three l-o-w-e's yeah. in the lineup how about that i just don't see margot being on the team four years from now i don't see adamas with his strikeout rate and the fact that if he never figures out how to hit at the drop that's a problem especially when you have that's these other guys 
coming up. Um, and yeah, I don't really get, look, I think to your theory as to why baseball America was maybe so lazy with this is because they've got to do this for 30 organizations that they can't, they can only spend a limited amount of time right. on each organization. Who knows? Maybe they had some and, intern typing things up and all right, here, put one together, uh, Skippy and, and see what you can do. Um, but yeah, my, my, my lineup, like outside of uh, Renault, like half these guys to me won't be on the lineup at least. Uh, you know, it's, Yandy, it's I think is gone. Yeah. Willie is gone. Margot is gone. I guess, you know, the others would stay from there. Well, um, so. l- let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. For me, it was Yandi, the, 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 the sore thumb here. But is that one it for you in the, in the lineup? Is that the, the biggest, the grievance that you have with this um, tweet? Um, well, I mean, the, the, all the guys that I mentioned, like, I, I, as far as the biggest grievance? Yes, the biggest. Possibly. I'm not sure where he is in the arbitration and free agent track uh, because he still might be, he might not even be a a free agent, even at that age as a little bit of a late bloomer type. My biggest thing I think really is Willie, Willie Adamas because of all the middle, like we haven't even mentioned the possibility of a Greg Jones or a Taylor Walls. So there's so many other guys. I'm like almost, I'm pretty confident that like, I'd almost be willing to say that Willie Adamas would be more likely to be moved uh, than Yandy, depending on the contract and everything, and knowing that there's so much strong middle infield talent or perceived middle infield talent, right? Coolsy prospects uh, that are that are getting there. They're getting there. Another year, another two. Definitely by 2024, right? You could 2024 see is a lot four. Of it's, it's three full seasons away, and then this should be the opening day uh, lineup. So yeah, a lot yeah. of time. It's it's very odd to have. For me, it was Yandy, and I guess for you, is Willie. Yes, Whiff and Willie. That's my new nickname for him. <laughs> Take your bat off the shoulder in the World Series. Uh, maybe not. Sakes. Maybe just take pitches. Take pitches. Just exp- just hope it's a guy that has no control or command on the mound. You know what? When you're whiffing at 42% in, in, in the postseason, maybe Willie was like, look, my best chance right now, my best shot is to get hit or, or to get hit yeah. or to get walked. Yeah. Willie become the best bunter in MLB history. Oh, I'm still sore about that bunt attempt against the Rockies like two years ago. Oh boy. Who I is know, the I best bunter? Who is the best bunter in race or not race history, but baseball history? Baseball history? Or I guess in, in our lifetime, maybe? Would it have been like a Ricky Henderson or I, I don't know. I would have expected some kind of speedy lead uh, leadoff type. Itro was pretty good, right? Okay. Yeah. Easy Road didn't have to bunt though, but yes, he was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a guy that to. he should be a roving bunting instructor. Go to every oh, team. That would be great. This is how you do it, guys. Yes. Oh, that's a Braves. great idea. I, we're giving you ideas here. I know. Hire Ichiro. You know, Manny Margot is actually pretty good. I love Manny yes. Margot when he takes his his time and, and bunts away. That's I love it. I love the bunt. Yeah. Sue me. Yeah. The I the other thing I can't get over is the fact that they've they would have Lau, Brandon Lau, a designated hitter, and Austin Meadows still in right field. I feel like Austin Meadows, right. three years from now, even at age 29, I feel like his body type and his athleticism, look, I think he'll definitely still be able to hit and hit very well, but I see him kind of growing into that designated hitter spot, while Brandon Lau, I think, is going to be able to keep his 
athleticism just based on his build and everything. And we have to keep in mind Austin Meadows injury history throughout the minor leagues. Like the obliques can only right. take so much, right? The hamstrings can only uh, take so much. Again, we'll, we'll say it again when we go to the rotation, but yeah, this is lazy, but we're still having fun with it, right? We're having a blast uh, with it. Thank you. Baseball America for giving us things to debate and argue about <laughs> in the MLB offseason. So yes, we will get to the rotation and their closer selection after this. Okay, Ulysses, let's move on to, again, Baseball America's uh, selections and views and opinions on who they think. We have their uh, iffy lineup and position player analysis here for 2024. Now let's go to their starters, okay? This, some of these are head scratchers, uh, to say the least. Uh, I'll just get right into it. Starter number one... Balak A. Snell, starter number two, Tyler Glass now, starter number three, Shane McClanahan, starter number four, Brennan McKay, starter number five, Ryan Yarbrough, and the closer they have is one, Diego Castillo. Ulysses, you are shaking your head. You are fuming right now with the inaccuracy and little attention to detail by Baseball America. Indeed. Very little attention to detail. I find a lot of these names in the rotation a little bit sus, as the kids say. You know, I I, I don't see the Rays having both, first of all, Snell and Glass now in, in their rotation in 2024. That's honestly, that's probably the laziest take yeah. um, by Baseball America. Because if Blake were to be in the rotation in, 24, in 2024, that would mean that he would be in his eighth year with the team. Yes. Moreover, that's silly. That's after his $16 million final, final year of his deal in 2023. So he'd be a free agent in 2024 right. and he's Signed represented by race. Scott Boris. Yeah, no, so that's just silly. And then also having glass now in there, he would be going into his sixth year with the team. Just, right. just so for comparison's sake here, David price had six years with the team. Shields, James Shields had six and some change with, with the team as well. So having Glass Look, now and Snell yeah. on this rotation, it's just incredibly lazy uh, work. And even Yarbrough may be at 32 years old yes. in the fifth spot. Like you could have by 2024. Look, every three years, every four years, the Rays are going to have pretty much a completely brand new rotation. So 100%. that's pretty much what we're expecting. I can get maybe... I could see one guy. I could see, okay, you want to keep, keep glass now. And Snell is just completely off the wall, ridiculous. Like, I don't even know right. if by 2022, 2023, he's still on the team, let alone he, he, he plays through that $50 million contract and then gets another contract from the rate. What's it? A one-year qualifying offer with, with Boris as his agent. No, not and happening. Yeah. And thank you for mentioning Yarbrough too, because look, I love some Yarbs, but I mean, it's just going against some reasoning because it's incredibly, incredibly unraised like to have three starters, not only for so long, but in their thirties. I mean, Yarbrough would be 32, Glassnow would be 30, Blake Snell's 31. This is not the Rays way. It, it really isn't. And so I think very, very lazy. And Diego as the closer, I mean, this kind of looks like a joke, honestly. Like, the, the pitching yeah. was very lazy. It's very jokey. It's like a, a kid who's 12 is, is thinking, what will my, the, the team look like when I'm, when I'm a senior in high school? 
and he just picked his favorite players, and that that was it. I know. I think they just pulled names out of a hat. They just put, a, hey, put all these names in here. Let's pull them out, see what we come up with, and go from there. So having said that, I'm on board with you, by the way. How do you project, and it's totally impossible to do this, which is why it's fun, uh, starters one through five <laughs> and the closer for the race. I will give them credit. I'm glad they didn't try to like go through the entire, all right, this is what the entire bullpen will look like because that would have been yeah. a... Look, that's a fool's errand right there on that one. Yeah. So you any team, but especially yeah. with the race, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's guys that we have never heard of that will be in the bullpen come 2024. So, uh, how do you see the rotation and the closer spot? If you want to call it that, uh, the most high leverage spot, I guess, for the Rays, uh, shaking out come four years from now. <laughs> well, uh, at first I, I do like, uh, you know, McClanahan there. That's, that's nice. I hope uh-huh. he finds the command. The command has to be there. Obviously maybe a, a third pitch, Brendan McKay, please get healthy, please get healthy. So this can become a reality and you can become a, a, a top of the rotation kind of guy. They got him a number four, obviously because they put Snell in class now, but yeah. you would hope that with his talent, he would not be lower than maybe a third on the rotation uh, with Brendan's um, talents. Now the other guys, uh, Honeywell has been the the most awaited pitching prospect for race fans. Like because of the time that he has spent so close to the cusp, you see him in the dugout because of so, so many rehabilitations uh, sessions that he's, that he's had for the last, what, two, three years. Right. Uh, I think Honeywell, I would really love it if, if he became part of the rotation uh, or some, at some point he, I think he's the biggest question mark. Uh, Josh Fleming, it, it, does he get to 2020? Josh Fleming would be more believable in this tweet because of the age, because of the fact that he probably won't be priced out by 2024. Yes. That's a better take than what Baseball America said. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, Fleming and Honeywell would be, I guess, the guys to watch out for. But, I mean, 2024, uh, you, you really don't know. But you've got some really good arms having in the, for- in, in the farm waiting, waiting for the call-up. Right. And yeah, Fleming, again, he's, he's already there. He's been used as a starter at the very least, a bulk guy. So it would make sense that you could put him as a number five or something along those lines. So, so your, so your selections are, you've got McKay, McClanahan, Honeywell, Fleming, and then question mark some, maybe one of the current Maybe out of that group. Bitsko? Last now. Yarbrough. Okay, let's, let's have fun. Okay. No, no, let's have fun. Okay, sure. Bitsko. I'll go with Bitsko okay. because 2024, you would expect an 18 year old. He was drafted at 18 or 17. I think he was 17. 17. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So at 17, so we're talking four years in the future. So he'll be 21. Depending uh, on maybe I he think... gets a mid season call up. Maybe he's 22. I don't know his age curve necessarily, but. Right, so we'll go with Bitsko. I mean, if he okay. if he can handle a ninety-eight mile an hour uh, fastball at seventeen years old, I, I would <laughs> would rather see him sooner than later. So I'll, Look, I'll put Nick in there. Bitsko is more reasonable than Blake Snell. Yeah, right? that makes <laughs> exactly. sense. That yeah. makes more sense than having Blake Snell at the top of the rotation. Maybe he's at somebody else's top of the rotation. Even then, right. I don't even know if he'd be a number one starter that many years into the future. Um, so mine is, is pretty much similar. What about, could you foresee maybe a Yanni Chirinos in there? I could see the, the one thing I could see, look, I think glass now, probably not going to happen. 
Snell, definitely not going to happen. But Yanni Chirinos, Ryan Yarbrough, I think they'd both be year three ARB guys by 2024. And maybe they... That's a better Is take. there one veteran guy? Okay, that's that's a possibility there. So, um, But yeah. mine pretty much aligns the same way. Oh, what about your closer? Ooh, closer. Uh, no, nah, that one is just ridiculous because um, it changes every year. I mean, who could yes. have predicted that Fernando Rodney was going to be the 2012 closer in 2008? That's you know, true. Who could have predicted, yes. you know. Uh, so I, I'm not going to get into the closer. Uh, um, I mean, maybe, you know what? Okay, I'll, I'll say something outrageous because why not? Uh, Honeywell. Couldn't Honeywell become a, a high leverage reliever because of so many injuries? He can't give you the five, six innings that you expect out of a starter. If there are starters by 2024, we don't yes. know how baseball is going to change. So maybe it's just a bulk guy. So he, he can definitely do that job. But what if there are still starters in 2024 for, for race baseball and he just can't give you the five or six innings? Why not have a guy that can give you some crazy talented stuff for an inning and an inning plus, And that would be Honeywell. That's very possible. It could be him, even maybe a McClanahan. Uh, my guy, I mean, on the topic of closer, I'll just tell you right now, my guy that I've got in that spot is uh, Shane Boss, throwing 100 out of the bullpen. I don't know if he'll Ooh, be a that's, starter. That's I nice. I think he that's maybe nice. projects more as a high-leverage reliever. So I've got Shane Boss uh, from the legendary Chris Archer trade in that spot. So um, the rest of the rotation pretty much lines up we're we're speaking the same language. We're we're pretty much on the same page here. <laughs> yeah, I've got M- uh, McKay, McClanahan, Honeywell. I do have Joe Ryan in there. That's a good one. See, that's another yeah. arm that's more believable because I think he played in Double A last year. Yes, yes. So, so yeah. again, this is four years in the future. These guys are going to be ready. These guys that you right. haven't really, you maybe heard a little bit about, but not much. Like four years, they're. It's going to look completely different. I also have. I was thinking either Nick Bitsko or maybe J.J. Goss. J.J. Goss okay. could be another option, too. So something along those lines. Really, the, the TLDR version of all this is that the rotation is likely going to look completely different than yes. <laughs> it did in the 2020 season and, 2020 and 2019 season come 2024. And I can, look, I will bet my house. I will bet everything. <laughs> I will bet the house that Blake Snell will not be in this rotation yeah. Like they, they need to be called out on their ish there. Like that is yeah. egregious. I can get, okay. You've got Yandy Diaz. You've got Willie Adamas. You've got, you know, Manny Mark. Like eh, the race right, always you, have one stable guy. Let, 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 let's, let, let's be honest. Okay. James Shields was a stable from 2008 to 2012. Then you have okay. David Price taking that mantle. You know, then you had Alex Cobb take that mantle. Then you had Chris Archer take that mantle. Then you have Blake Snell take that mantle. So, could you have Tyler Glass now be the next? Yes, sure. absolutely. But it could also be a Ryan Yarbrough. It could also be a Yanni Chirinos. But it I can't think it's be pick all one. of them. It, it yeah. can't be all of them. <laughs> yes, yes. It's ridiculous. Pick one, and then the other guys are guys are the young guys, are the prospects. One, one veteran-ish type, the guys we, we've heard of, and the other guys, young kids. Um, let's get to some. There was a lot of listener and fan reaction on this, which we love uh, on Twitter, uh, Matt Germain. And again, speaking about the baseball America list and their choices and selections here, uh, Matt Germain, who's always good with the numbers and figures and the analytics says price it out would cost raise well over $120 million with that roster as baseball America has constructed. Um, 
Joseph Alejo says looks good, except Diaz, I think, will be gone soon. Certainly, that, that, that could be a possibility. I, I think he'll be on the team 2021, maybe 2022, but 2024, that is, that's way up in the future there. Um, Chris Winston says, whoa, KK traded and Meatball McClanahan a starter. I'm really interested to get Honeywell on the mound. Look, I think what happens is some people were looking at this and thinking that uh, this was the 2021 projection. Again, this is 2024. Uh, but I, I agree with his, his point on on Honeywell. It, it will he be- legit called Meatball McClanahan? Okay, that's funny, but come on, dog. Like, Meatball McClanahan. If I'm calling uh, Whiff and Willie, we haven't given McClanahan enough of a shot here. Let's give him some yeah. time to to marinate how many, to he, stew how many how many pitches did he did he throw and they were all in the postseason like what 30 give this guy he made his this, debut this in the postseason against the yankees yeah get chris that, you're wrong give this kid I, a break yeah i don't think that's really i don't think that's fair uh at all look if you want to call like uh i mean you'd almost be more inclined to call like nick anderson meatball nick anderson than, than shane mcclanahan <laughs> or uh you know, I mean, Tyler Glasnow's given up some meatballs. Blake Snell's yeah. given up some meatballs. So, yeah, that's um, no. Uh, Rob92 underscore says, doubt it. Most will be traded. I put money on that. I'm with you, Rob. There should be a betting line on this. Uh, Austin Holloway, <laughs> our buddy, says, I feel like Meadows more likely to be long term DH than Lau. Lau can pick it in the field, and I take his defensive versatility over what Meadows offers. Yes. Yes. Good take. Good take, Austin. You this know what's up. Take. Yes. Thank you, Austin. Um, Melissa Herrera says, I don't hate it. I don't love it either. My heart isn't ready to move on to new infielders. Melissa, we love you. <laughs> I'm sorry, but we're, we're going to have to warm up to the fact that there will be new infielders, a slew of new infielders in 2024. And what's funny too, is about these positions. Like, okay, we've got Wander at, at shortstop, uh, Edwards at third, Bruhan at second bit, like with all the shifts, all these guys, they're, just call them versatile middle infield. I mean, some plays are going to be at the shortstop spot. Some plays are going to be towards third base. Some plays are going to be shaded uh, towards the second base side. There, you know, I think there was a, a very um, smart guy named Kevin Weiss who once said, why isn't there a, a utility gold glove? Because baseball has changed. I mean, if now you're giving out reliever awards, if you're, you know, why not do it? as yes. baseball is doing it in 2020. And that that's a great point, buddy, with the shifts and all that. I mean, you have Carlos Correa ca- catching pop-ups in right field mm-hmm. with his back to the to home plate, like 300 feet away. I mean, yes. is that a second base play? No, it's not. So I think there's there's ways to, to go and, and get better with that. Uh, Jack Huncho at Jack McGovern 14 says, would like to see walls in the loud boys or low boys. Uh, don't think Yandy makes it this far. Yes. I, I, I like that there. Uh, Maria Claire says having that many current players still on the roster four years from now baffles me as a Rays fan. I'm used to the front office trading players left and right. I do love the Franco Adamas Bruhan combo. Need a better first baseman than Diaz though. Um, yeah, she's right. A lot of yes. trades between now and then. Yes. Good take. This is another good take. We've got smart fans here. I like it. Uh, and at Satsugo Fan Club says, Snell, Margot, and Diaz will all probably be gone by then. Hope I'm wrong on Snell. Would love to see them write out his contract, but that seems unlikely at this point. So, yeah, if again, if the Rays give 
if you think the Rays are giving Snell a second contract, I've got a bridge to sell you, right? <laughs> I think we can, we can agree with that one there, but baseball oh, America, yes. I do like what baseball America puts out. I do enjoy their content, but Look. here when they're, they're trying to swing for the fences, I get what they're trying to do, but you've got to put, if you're going to do something like this, we're going to clap back and you've got to realize you've got to take, you should know what you guys you're called baseball America. And you're, you know, you would think all these front offices and organizations, how they operate year in and year out and how things are going to work. I just 30 more minutes. And I think they could have put together something better than this. Isn't that the biggest thing that the gripe about uh, that, 29 other fan bases have with the race. Oh, they always keep, keep trading away their players, keep trading away their players. And then if you look at what Baseball America did, they're keeping basically the postseason roster intact. It, it really was lazy. And like you said, it was probably just intern McGee who was giving a stack of papers and said, hey, I need you to, to have this by 2 p.m. And he said, oh my gosh, okay, okay. And it's his first job ever. He's fresh out of you know college and yeah. he just put on khakis that he bought at Target. So he's feeling really spiffy. And uh, you know he, he likes his $10 an hour uh, you know, internship and, and he's doing the best he can. But you know, intern McGee, next time, do a little bit more research, please. Just 30 more minutes and you'll do a better job and you'll actually get hired. Intern McGee, intern Jake McGee, Jake McGee working for (laughs) Baseball America. Who knows? Maybe this organization, maybe this site and company knows something that we don't know. Maybe they think or have some inner words on that Stu Sternberg won't be the owner, that a Steve Cohen type will come in and purchase the team and give contract extensions. Like Oprah, Oprah, you get a contract <laughs> extension. You get a contract <laughs> extension. Contract extension for you. Randy Rosarina, come down. Tyler Glass right. now, come down. Yeah, Yanni Diaz, I mean, come down. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're keeping Yandy just, you know, because we can, because we got oh money. We're gosh. keeping Yandy Diaz. No, uh, yeah. It's it, this was fun though. Uh, so thank you, Baseball America. Thank you, Intern McGee. This was this was a great time. Intern McGee. That is going to be a new running thing here. I think we need an intern McGee to help us out sometimes. Oh, that would be awesome. We need yeah. like a technical intern McGee. We need a guy who's good with the equipment and yes, uh, good with the editing and things like that. If you want to be an intern McGee, email us <laughs> locked on at gmail.com. Wait, Kevin, uh, but do we have $10 an hour to give? I don't think so, buddy. No, we pay you with experience, as they like to say. If you worked in, <laughs> if you ever interned uh, with a media company, radio, television, you know they they pay you in uh, food stamps and coupons. That's what there they you do. go with experience. I We're love paying that. you with we, experience. Yeah. Yes. Well, well, that seems like free labor, but okay. Yeah, free labor. Sure. Hey, uh, I guess I'm buying khakis now. Thank you. I I don't want to call out uh, the the media company and or companies that do this, but uh, just Google radio conglomerates in Tampa and. You'll have your answer there, right? All right, let's (laughs) say no more. I don't want to get in trouble here. All right, uh, be sure you check out our brand new Patreon page, patreon.com slash raise unfiltered. That wraps up this edition of Locked on Rays. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked on MLB Prospects. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe and we'll talk to you tomorrow.